0: It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel
1: fine. All I wanna say is just give me some hot pizza. I'll
2: Steve all here with another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all across the country each and every week. I bring it all to you, hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Got a great selection of clips today, including from Coach Pete Deruta, talking about how to make sure your 401k is ready for growth. Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock addressing the unique concerns some baby boomers are having with saving enough for retirement. Tom Mosley highlights how to spot those sometimes hidden fees in your retirement plan. Brian Ramsey talks about keeping your lifestyle in retirement and how important that is. Mark Geels breaks down the time-segmenting distribution system and says this can get you all the way through retirement. All that and more, but first... What a week! That was the week that was.
3: It's over. Let it go. That was the week that was. It
2: started way up apart. Hey, guess what? Mortgage rates took another leap this week, and now they're camping out at a 23-year high. Brace yourself. Good chance they could hit 8% soon. Ouch. So the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate hiked up to 749 from 7.31% last week. Thanks to Freddie Mac for that intel. Now Apparently, it's all following the lead of the 10-year Treasury yield, which decided to hit a 16-year high. Talk about setting records. Wow. So now we're stuck with rates at their highest point since December of 2000 for the second week in a row. And uh, don't hold your breath for any of them going easy on us either. It's like they're on a high-speed train with no brakes. And then there's good news for those who drive. Gasoline prices are finally taking a breather from the crazy highs we saw last month. And guess what? Crude oil decides to step back a bit. It looks like we're in for a treat. Fuel costs are about to fall like wet feathers, at least according to one oil analyst. That analyst is Tom Clause. He heads the energy of analysis at Opus. He spilled the beans to Yahoo Finance. Now, according to him, if you're on the lookout for a good deal on gasoline, you might just hit the jackpot. In fact, about half of all states, you can snag gasoline for less than $2.99 per gallon. Time to fill up without breaking the bank. Hey, even with sky-high inflation, interest rates are playing hard to get and the job market doing a little cool-down dance. Guess what? Folks are still throwing around those big bucks like confetti at a party, especially for vacations, concerts, and all those fancy schmancy bucket list things. So what's the deal? People are going all in on those once-in-a-lifetime experiences because why wait when tomorrow's a mystery, right? Sure. As I record this, no one has won the more than $1 billion Powerball lottery. All right, let's take a look. How about this? Wednesday's jackpot hit $1.2 billion, or $551.7 million cash. Turns out the actual take home will be just 49% of the total. Compare that to a similar billion dollar mega millions jackpot that rose to $776 million in cash. Hmm, seems like something happened. What was it? Oh, yeah, inflation and taxes. Huh. Hey, we all know that littering is a crime. Well, now Dish Network is charged with littering a space satellite. <laughs> that's right, Dish retired Echo Star 7 last year and they didn't deorbit it. So that's considered space littering. And it comes with a stiff fine, too $150,000. Dish says they will, in fact, Go ahead and bring that satellite down. Hmm, 150 grand, quite motivating. Hey, heads up, that whole amazing deal on an iPhone 15 Pro for two bucks, that's a total sham. Not that you think it wasn't. But Mr. Beast, who I've never heard of, I don't know about you, they say he's a YouTube sensation. He pulled a fast one in a TikTok ad promising the goods to 10,000 lucky viewers, but here's the twist it's a super slick deep fake. And because he's done some crazy giveaways before, TikTok's ad watchdogs totally missed it. So sorry to burst your bubble. No free cell phones here. Nice try. Hey, listen to this great story. It's the viral video on TikTok where a woman nails a job interview using AI in real time. Her roommate caught the whole thing on camera. Now picture this. The interviewer throws a question and boom, this app called AI Apply spits out an answer. She casually reads off. It's like something straight out of a, what, a 90s sitcom plot, you know, where somebody secretly lies about an earbud and Ace's life's challenges. Times sure have changed or, or have they? All right, let's get this pizza cooking, and for that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. Coach, along with Thomas Lipscomb and Dave Perkins, are discussing just how to really beef up that 401k.
0: Not hey, do you know, I saw a stat the other day and I didn't realize this. I know we were like people were down and saw a lot of bad numbers there from 401ks, but the average 401k last year lost 20%. And on wow. average, that means some lost more and some lost less, some made it maybe even made some money. Yeah, but the average 401k person, if you're looking at your statement, you're down 20%. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's mean, not yeah. good. No, no it's, it's not. not like, that's a lot to right. recover from. You know, what's a you? 401k anyway? What is it for? Uh, it's, uh, it's only for saving in it. It's for, not, it's it's for it's your retirement. Plan. It's right, an j- important retirement plan because most companies I know of don't give you a pension anymore. In right. other words, you used yeah. to work for a company 30 or 40 years, mm-hmm. then you retire, and the paychecks would continue. They were called a pension. Well, they cut that off about 30 years ago when they brought the 401K out, shifting the burden to save for retirement to you, right. the consumer. For the most part, I mean, uh, about 90 some percent of companies now do not offer a pension. Mm-hmm. And so it's up to you. So if you're down 20 percent, that's OK, I guess, if you're younger, because if, if the 401ks are down, that means the the prices for what you're buying in there are lower. So you're getting more bang for your buck if you're putting new money in your mm-hmm. 401k. The problem I see is when 401ks start going down, people stop freezing. They start freezing their Contributions, right, right, and that's when you should be doubling your contributions when the money's going down because you're going to get more bang for more for less bucks. Exactly. You've talked, to, you've referred to it as buying on sale. I think yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. So that's just a stat that we keep in mind because uh, that's scary. We have inflation in the U.S. that's hit 40-year highs. The same time your 401k balance is going down. So as your spending power mm-hmm. is decreasing, so is the money you have. Exactly. That <laughs> serious. That's very serious. so if you're in the red, financial crazy.
4: red zone. What do you need to do if you're if you find yourself in that?
0: Yeah. Number one, if you're and that's getting close to the finish line, we say. So if you're mm-hmm. close to the finish line, you shouldn't be taking a lot of risk. Because let's say that, uh, you know, you're trying to kick for the finish line when you watch these races. They're like, it's it's a tight race. There's two Mm -hmm. or three people there. You're kicking. Let's say you pull a hamstring and can't even get to the finish line. Oh, right. Well, we don't need to pull hamstrings in our 401k and retirement plans. And unfortunately, that's happened. One of the things you can do is minimize your risk. Or if you're over uh, 59 and a half, you can do what's called an in-service distribution where you can move some of your 401k Tax free into your very own individual IRA, which gives you a whole lot more choices. It mm-hmm. also gives you the choice and the option to put a lifetime income stream plan in place. Okay. Thomas, we've All talked right. about that year after year, how important it is when you get to retirement to not only have streams of income, you need rivers of income. Rivers. Now that we have inflation, we need we need our stream to grow. We need a flash flood for exactly. retirement. And we need the flash flood of income to never stop.
2: Give Coach Pete a call at 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. Financial Safari is heard weekends on 106.1 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can subscribe to the podcast uh, anywhere you get a podcast, like Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeart, wherever you find one. You can visit Pete On Demand to learn more about Coach Pete. That's PeteOnDemand.com. Pizza! late boomers we're talking late baby boomers it's the first generation where workers could feasibly have spent their entire career covered by a 401k plan and increasing 401k and ira balances that were expected to offset the gap by a decline in pension programs well here are kevin and robin with some explanations
5: um yeah so that's me um (laughs)
2: let's talk about
3: me all
5: right i'm very i'm very late baby boomer uh yeah, I mean, they, you know, most of them have, most of those folks are not covered by pensions. Um, they have been accumulating through 401k, 403b contributions. And the expectation back in the day was that as they were increasing those contributions, that the, they weren't going, because the 401ks became very prevalent uh, when they became of working age, uh, that they weren't really going to need the pensions. And and so, you know, when we, w- we went through 2008, uh, and really 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13, um, um, if you weren't being proactive about management of your portfolio in 2000, and, you know, prior to 2008, where reality is that the recession actually started in 2007. Right, right. Um, uh, and you can statistically go back and check that, but it actually yeah. started to in 2007, right. um, you know, that if that was you and, and you needed a certain amount of money coming out of your assets uh, to retire, that you didn't get back to even until 2013. Um, so that is hugely problematic. Um, so if you were going to retire at 62, say in 2008, you were then not retiring um, until sixty-seven or sixty-eight um, in two thousand thirteen, because that's when the market got
2: back. late. Boomers—they were in their forties at the time. They were hit hard by the Great Recession. Some of those folks, unfortunately, never recovered. You can join Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock weekends on WPTI in Greensboro, North Carolina. Pizza. Gary Nolan has the Wayback Machine all warmed up for us, and he's ready to take us on a trip back to two thousand one. Through the years, let's take a
0: trip back in time.
3: Back The year is 2001, and in the aftermath of 9-11, New York and the rest of the country struggles to get back to some sense of normalcy. For tonight's ceremonial first pitch, and please welcome the President of the United States. On October 3rd, President George Bush throws out the first pitch at a World Series game in New York and throws a perfect strike. Thank you,
0: Mr. President.
3: New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani opens the first episode of Saturday Night Live after 9-11.
0: Saturday Night Live is one of our great New York City institutions, and that's why it's important for you to do your show tonight. Can we be funny? (laughs) Why start now?
3: Of course, on 9-11, Al-Qaeda terrorists attacked the United States using four hijacked aircrafts to bring down the Twin Towers in New York, crashing an aircraft into the Pentagon, and the fourth plane crashed into a rural field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, leaving nearly 3,000 dead as America declared war on terrorism and invades Afghanistan. U.S. combat boots are on the rocky ground of Afghanistan tonight, the beginning of an important new phase of Operation Enduring Freedom. CBS News has confirmed that some of the U.S. Army's best trained soldiers are now in country. The attack on 9-11 marked a sharp plunge in the stock market, causing a $1.4 trillion loss in market value. The first week of trading after the attacks saw the S&P 500 fall more than 14% while gold and oil rallied. Industries most directly impacted were airlines whose flights were subsequently grounded and insurers who paid out billions of dollars in claims, including to victims and property owners. Other financial news that year, on December 2nd, Enron filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in New York, sparking one of the biggest corporate Scandals in U.S. history. The average cost of your new home that year, a little over $136,000. You made a little over $42,000 a year. Your rent was $715 a month. Cost of a gallon of gas, $1.46. The Dow closed the year at $10,022. Interest rates were 7% and inflation, 1.6%. 2001, a year we'll never forget.
0: We've now arrived back in the present. Hope you enjoyed the trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement.
2: And what do people really want in retirement for answers? We turn to Brian Ramsey and Chris Vaughn in Louisville, Kentucky.
4: Well, what are your goals? What are your aspirations mm-hmm. for financial, financial related? What do you uh, see yourself doing when you get into retirement? What's your retirement goals? Do you want to travel? Do you want to see the grandkids? And, and we get any number of responses In all reality When we boil it all down, it comes down to people just want to live the way they want to live. Yes. And it came to us like, okay, it's just about preserving lifestyle. That's what they want. They just want uh, the money that they've spent a lifetime accumulating Is going to preserve that lifestyle. That's really what they want.
0: I think it also makes it a whole lot easier on some people when you hear the phrases, you know, financial planner, wealth manager, all that. Most people have no idea what those things mean. They don't, do they, Chris? Uh, Exactly. So when you start talking about lifestyle, people do know what that is. Uh, So when you just say, hey, we work on lifestyle preservation it just registers with people. They understand what you're talking about and you don't have to deal with a lot of fancy terms.
4: Well, what sort of started all this is we had a uh, client that came in and, and we were talking about, we modified a few things we were doing from an investment structure standpoint. And they were asking us, well, why are you doing that? And we said, well, one of the things that we learned and we have learned this over, you know, 20 plus years with me. Chris has been in the business for almost 15 years, Mm -hmm. you know, in the business a long time. When clients are here in our office, they're sort of focused on what we're doing and meaning, you know, if we're managing money or we're modifying portfolios or we're talking about risk or we're talking about estate planning or, you know, life insurance or whatever the case is, they sort of focus in on that. And- We know that when they leave, they get a text message that says, oh, I've got to go pick up the grandkids or I have this Mm -hmm. appointment or I have to go to the doctor or have a dentist appointment. And they pretty much forget what it is that we just talked about during our meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, we send them notes to say, well, this is what we talked about. Remember that we know that when you leave, you know, you're probably going to forget all about this. So no (laughs) big deal. We'll send you notes. And, And and they did exactly what you just did. They started laughing and we said, that's what we want you to do. We don't want you worried about ah. your portfolio, whether it's up or you know, how to do against the S&P 500. Right. What we want you to be worried about is I got to go get the grandkids. I have to go to a grandkids <laughs> soccer game or I have to go yes. to the movie or I have to go to the orchestra night. That's what we want you worried about. We don't want you worried about everything else. That's why you hire us.
2: Now, we all want to maintain our lifestyle in retirement. Let Brian Ramsey and Chris Vaughn of Family Wealth Planning Partners in Louisville, Kentucky, help you to the kind of retirement you've always wanted. Pizza! One more clip, and this pizza will be complete, but it needs a little setup. And for that, I'm going to turn to the odd couple. Aha! Now think hard. Your answer is very important. Well, not exactly.
3: You hear? You hear? Not exactly.
2: (laughs) What do you mean, not exactly? Well, I mean,
3: I just assumed that this may... Did did you say you assumed? Yes. Your Honor, may Defense counsel, use that blackboard? Yes. You should never assume, because... When you assume, you make an ass of you
4: and me.
2: Yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens, isn't it? That, that clip is from the odd couple, Tony Randall, 1973. And I actually remember That's kind of scary. Uh, anyway, let's join Mark Giles in Sioux City, Iowa. He's going to break down time-segmented distribution. And he ties in what assuming can do in your retirement plan.
1: David Machia. And uh, David is one of the pioneers of the time-segmented distribution strategy that now uh, is becoming more of the, the I don't know what you want to call it. The, the what standard? Should, yeah, more of the standard uh, for people that understand it and for people that can implement it. Well, time segmented distribution is simply taking the amount of money that you have, incorporating into that pensions or rental income, social security, and other sources of income that you may have in retirement, and then your assets and splitting them into different buckets. So typically, you would look at a 25 year distribution time segmented strategy containing five buckets and a legacy bucket so buckets one and two and three and four and five are five year segments so bucket number one you put x amount of dollars into it and you pull money out of it over the next five years bucket number two then sits there and grows and after five years you pull money out of it with the key being that buckets one and two are guaranteed buckets in other words you're not supposed to take any risk with buckets number one and two and the reason for that is simply because of emotional psychology that's the key so that when you enter into retirement you're not drawing on anything that can lose money and you leave your longer buckets in place to earn market returns and as you move out onto the time spectrum the last bucket is the most aggressive and it is your 20-year bucket of money and so you don't have to worry about twenty-year money when you're one year into retirement because it's twenty years down the road. Right. And so if it loses twenty, thirty, forty percent of its value because of a market sell-off, you don't have to worry about it. And so that's time segmented distribution. And so at this conference, the uh, w- one of the one of the one of the speakers that was there was the owner of a number of bank branches. Right. Okay. And so they had a they had you know investment people in each one of no they didn't have investment people in each one of their banks they had presidents of each one of, of their banks and what he said was the problem was he says once he implemented this in their different branches in their wealth management divisions in the branches the presidents of each bank took their own numbers and ran the numbers through the system and three out of the five branches that he had they retired Because they didn't know before that time if they could. But once they saw that the math worked, three out of the five quit and said, hey, look it, here's Here's something now that I can plug my numbers into. It shows me how I can retire and what I need to have in investments and how much money I can spend off of those investments over my retirement. And three out of the five quit. So he said it was kind of a... Uh, he was. He said it's kind of a victim of his own success in bringing that to th- his wealth management department that over half of his leadership, at least his presidents, walked off the job. <laughs>
2: That's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, but again, I understand it makes sense because yeah, the math and, worked.
1: Yeah, and we have actually the same experience when we meet with uh, our clients and sitting down with them and going over their investments, their income and their structure uh, and showing them that plan and how it works. And it's like a light bulb goes off and they can see, you know, they, they see the finish line. They see that, hey, I am either there or I'm going to be there. And this is this is, you know, I, I've won the race. So that is, you know, something about assuming that you have to work to a certain age because it's all about my favorite four-letter word, which is math.
2: Math. All right. That's yep. your, four, your favorite four-letter yep. word. Okay.
1: And you have to, if you have to assume that you have to work to a certain time, then I guess I'll leave it to the audio clip that we played, and you can assume what you are <laughs> by not doing the math. Right. Yep.
2: Including inflation in your plan? Is So important. Marcus is happy to help. Visit the website, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. You can find his podcast on that website as well as on Apple, Google, Amazon, wherever you get a podcast. Then visit EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. So that's it. Episode 202 of Financial Pizza is completely ready for that digital delivery. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country each and every week, brought to you hot, fresh, and 30 minutes or less. If you'd like Financial Pizza delivered to you each and every week, just subscribe. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, anywhere you get a podcast. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure to rate and share the podcast. Really appreciate it. And remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling them 800 662 or text PIZZA to 600-700. I've also got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can find me, Steve, at FinancialPizza.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. I want to thank Gary Nolan, Chrissy Paradis, and Jackie Sell for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the Palatios Studios of Broadcasting Experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it. And I'm going to be back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve
0: Siddall. Pizza.
2: Coach P Radio.